0: Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. We understand that in this Christmas season, the church calls it Advent, time of preparation, much of our season is geared towards, well, finding and giving people the gift they want. Maybe even occasionally finding a gift Someone needs. But Advent, Advent is more about what the book of James was speaking. It's about patience. It is about the patient. Wait for the birth of Christ. A gift that, of course, will not fit in any gift box. And so this sermon has, as its goal, perhaps a way to assist you in waiting. Waiting. Waiting for the coming of the birth of Christ. So in effect, I'm going to ask you to, well, in the next couple of weeks, put on a couple pounds of patience to gain some weight. Because during Advent, during Advent, as we grow closer to the birth of Christ, it's sort of ironic, but the days grow shorter and the night, the darkness, grows longer And deeper most of the world deals with the deepening darkness well we we plug in more and more artificial lights right and in this month of longer nights and shorter days it's difficult to pass by a a store window or a utility pole or the bushes in our yard for that matter without finding these lovely and beautiful lights some colored some white I'll leave that decision up to you, though I know there is a correct answer. But, <laughs> frankly, most of the artificial lights, or colored, are pretty attractive. And there's nothing wrong with the decorating. I love the fact that... Yards and homes are decorated, especially with lights. There's nothing wrong with the tinsel of the season, sort of metaphorically speaking, but of course there is a problem when we do begin to confuse the lights with the true light of Christmas. And so then we have the church during Advent, not the Christmas season, but Advent. And the church stands in contrast to the artificial lights of the world. And so we... As a church, as the nights grow longer and the darkness deeper, instead of plugging in more lights, the church does something very archaic and and antiquated. We light candles. Candles of anticipation. And of course, thus far, we have lighted two of them. You realize, of course, That it's not for some time that all five candles will be lit at once. Soon, but not yet. Until then, we wait. And in these long nights of Advent, we are asked to put on some patience, gain a little weight, Maybe that's why Advent is really important for our hearts, because theologically it is a time of waiting, which, if you're anything like me, is not a very popular pastime in your life. Most of us, I think, consider wasting to be, well, a terrible waste of time. And as one person described it, waiting feels like a desert is before us. We stand on one side of it, and we still have to cross it, but crossing a desert is no fun at all. But if we're willing to be patient, our patience might end up being testimony, even a witness to a world that is in desperate need of patience. And one antidote to the anxiety of this time of the year is our Wednesday night special Advent services at 7 p.m., a time of quiet, Time of song, a time of prayer. This Wednesday at 7 p.m., you might find it, as I said, an, an antidote to anxiety. But we know what it's like. It's a very impatient time. The children are wired and excited. And if you're a teacher, you see that, that excitement and that anxiety growing every day with the children. They can't wait to get out. And your to do list, I know, a couple weeks ago you thought it was manageable, and it's grown to a well, to a shocking length. I understand. And you've heard me quote this W.H. Auden before. You're also beginning to think now of the Christmas day, the meals. And W.H. Auden, when he thought of Christmas, remembered that last year he had stayed up late and attempted, he said, quite unsuccessfully, to love all of his relatives. But if you gain A little weight, if you're willing to put on a couple pounds of patience, that might very well be not only a gift to those around you, but a gift to you. You probably know this about me, however. My colleagues certainly do. Patience does not come naturally to me. I'm not the easiest sort of sitter in meetings, but I understand that that's the case for a lot of you. I've also shared this with you once before as well. Patience has an important Latin root. It comes from the word patior, and patior literally means to suffer, to suffer. Waiting can be excruciating. I mean, just a few months ago, you were looking in August on the vines in the yard and waiting for those yellow flowers to ripen and turn into tomatoes. Those of you who are mothers remember the time that you waited, probably not so patiently, for the arrival of your child. And patience can genuinely feel like you're suffering if you're waiting for the burden of grief to be lifted from your shoulders or to be lifted from the heart of a loved one. But here's the challenge. Sometimes, no matter how much we wish it were different, Waiting, patience, is the best and sometimes only option. There was this remarkable study of those who were forced to wait to survive. Forced to wait to be saved. They studied people who had been stranded in blizzards and snowstorms and had no other option but to wait to be saved. And from them, of course, each person's experience is unique, but there is is a common thread that weaves those people's experiences together. So travelers who have been stranded speak of huddling together on car seats to stay warm. That makes sense, right? They speak of thinking about rationing food and the water, cautiously using the batteries if they have a flashlight, or cautiously using the gas or the batteries in the car. Some of them said, I tried to remember the rule of three for survival. Three minutes without air is all you can survive. Three days without water and three weeks without food. But most of them said, most of them said waiting was frightening. But here's what they came to conclude, is that the only alternative to waiting was worse and it was not to wait. It was to give up and walk into the blizzard. And here's also what people who have been forced to wait have had common thoughts about. They say they dream of a home or a place with someone they love. If only I could see the comfort of that front door that I imagine, or the warmth of the light of a home, or that I could be greeted by someone important to me. Now, I don't know from what, I'm not even sure from whom you might feel stranded. I don't know in most of your lives what needs to be healed. I do in some of your lives, but probably not in most. So I'm not sure what might be broken. I'm not sure what literal, physical injury you hope will be healed, but I do know this. I do know that not a single person here is exempt from disappointment. Not a single one of us has been inoculated against grief or sadness. I also understand that waiting is frustrating. Sometimes it's just plain boring, and yes, Sometimes it's frightening. But like those stranded travelers in a blizzard, sometimes the alternative to waiting is much worse, because the alternative is simply to give up and walk into the teeth of the storm without guidance, without hope, without direction. So if there's something you're waiting for and you say, I can't wait another day, the letter of James is this remarkable reminder for Advent. That sometimes, sometimes we are saved, saved, by patience. And so in Advent, we wait. But we do not wait without guidance or hope. Not without some light to illumine the path to safety, because yes, the nights and the darks, darkness grows deeper. But we've already lit two of the candles, hope and peace. And in the weeks ahead, we'll add the candle of joy, the candle of love. And we will have doubled the amount of brightness in these long nights. These candles, archaic, antiquated as they are, Remind us that by gaining the gift of weight in Advent, something really important begins to slowly unfold. Christmas is let into our hearts slowly. We don't light all five candles at once, but slowly, one at a time. And you know, I think that's really significant. Because too often, too often because of how our world tries to dictate our rhythm and pattern of our lives, we try to to cram all of Christmas into our lives too quickly. We We try to fit all the kindness, maybe all the humanity we might not have shown the rest of the year into this very day. But don't. Instead, gain a little weight in Advent. Light the candles of Advent. Light the candles of your heart one by one. In effect, imagine that you're in a canoe on a lake and you're not going to do any of the paddling. And you're going to drift, meander into shore with a light breeze at your back. Let Christ's birth overtake you slowly so that you will wake up one morning soon, not yet, but soon, and and sound as if you are a transformed Ebenezer Scrooge. Why, it's Christmas Day! Blessed to everyone! But not yet. So until that time, put on a couple pounds of patience. And most importantly, let every heart prepare him room. Amen.